And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto, or give them a call. 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. What is really good? My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you, as always, for tuning into this, the Wrap It Up podcast, where we hit you up live after every Toronto Raptors game, including this, the playoffs. As your Toronto Raptors are winners once again, as they take a 3 to nothing lead in their first round series against the Brooklyn Nets, formerly known as the New Jersey Nets. But I guess you could even say they're formerly known as the Brooklyn Nets as well. Because as you look at their roster, it's not much of the Brooklyn Nets, is it? Really? Do you know what I mean? You're kind of watching, you're kind of feeling sad for them because it's like a little pathetic. But at the same time, you kind of look at the score and you think... You know what? As Raptors fans, we've kind of, you know, been through the ringer, so to speak, right? Where as Raptors fans, you look at something like this and you appreciate these moments where things are kind of easy in the playoffs, right? We're not used to that. Raptors fans aren't used to things being easy come playoff time. Like you're talking about 117 to 92 victory in game three. Again, 117 to 92. It's the first time ever in franchise history the Toronto Raptors have taken a 3-0 series lead in a playoff series and 117-92. That's just a straight whooping. And I mentioned feeling bad for the Nets just because how can they not be in 1-2-3 Cancun mode at this point? Right? Like you're you're missing basically what their whole starting rotation and rotation getting into the bench as well. If you're talking about no KD, no Kyrie, no um, Spencer Dimwitty, no DeAndre Jordan. Then you had Joe Harris for a couple games, but even that guy's gone now too. And you're just thinking, how much more can you expect a team to tolerate while being in the bubble, <laughs> right? Like as if their lives aren't turned upside down enough. Now you got to stay in this bubble away from your family and just take ass whoopings in the playoffs on national TV in front of your family and friends. But there's a flip side to that, and it's Raptors fans feeling really good. I feel like there is a sense, you know, just gauging off of social media of people, you know, Raptors being in unfamiliar territory. And what I mean by that is unfamiliar territory of, you know, kind of having a little swag in their step, feeling good about themselves in the sense that the Toronto Raptors are in a position where they're showing a blatant disrespect as a fan base towards playoff games like there are playoff games that Raptors fans are watching being like nah this is pretty boring ah this is pretty easy uh quick work wish this series would just end and I don't say that to like exclude myself from that conversation because I'm sitting there watching the game too being like this seems like a middle of the regular season game Tuesday night 
and it's just, you know, game 72 of the season or something like that. And it said it's the playoffs. But I say this to kind of take a step back and think, look at how far we've come, Raptors fans. <laughs> look at how far we've come. 3-0 series lead. Everyone's just already, you know, I mean, we're all going to watch game four, but it's like, enjoy this. 117 and 92, your team handing out whoopings, your team on the brink of a sweep in the playoffs. Enjoy this because it wasn't that long ago where the Raps struggled to win the opening round games in the playoffs. Heck, last year in the championship year, they lost game one. But even the rest of that series against the Magic didn't feel like watching this series. And, you know, Part of that is because the Magic still had their top players, whereas Brooklyn is out here basically playing a level above a G League team. You know, Karis LeVert obviously is legit, but that man, he, he's not built for anything like this. The Raptors' defense was just so swarming on him. There's nothing he could do. But for the Raps, I'm going to say this to the fan base. Be happy. Enjoy this. Like... Enjoy watching your team kick ass in the playoffs because not many organizations get to enjoy that. And don't brush it off because it wasn't that long ago where you were sitting here taking any playoff win we could. So be happy with this. Enjoy this. Take the whoopings now. Enjoy Freddie cooking. And just know, keep that same energy because the, the business is about to pick up next week. Right? That series next week against the Celtics, we're assuming... Is going to be a tough series. So enjoy these like crazy cakewalk wins now and get hyped up. Continue to egg your team on. And, and you know, we're doing a post game show here and I'm going to, it's a blowout, but I'm going to, what I try to do, especially in these blowout games, is just find certain things that you can take as positive signs going forward as we watch the playoffs. And there are a lot of things that we can all take in as a fan base and watch and enjoy. And, you know, first off, I didn't even thank you guys for tuning in. We're back live. This is the first time we've done a live show right after the game since the playoffs began. So, obviously, we know the games were in the middle of the day. And my work sched, you know, didn't really mesh in a way that was conducive to doing the show live right after the game. But here we are for game three, and we're back doing the show as your regular, regularly scheduled program right after the Raptors game. And we got a bunch of people in all the comment sections, whether you are watching live on Instagram, huge shouts to my OGs on IG, huge shout out to people watching the live stream on Twitter, same for people on Facebook and on YouTube. Send in your comments and questions because this is the Wrap It Up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. And, you know, we're here grinding it out after every game, just like we enjoy watching the raps grind it out after every game as well. But send in your comments, questions. We, we will read your comments because this is your show. This is for that Raptors fan base, that diehard Raptor fan base that, you know, demands more, demands more content for their squad as they continue their run as defending NBA champions. So, Huge shouts to the people there, watching the live streams, wherever you choose. And just know, hey, 2020, you can put us up on your smart TV. You can stream us, use your Chromecast. There was someone in, in uh, the Instagram feed shouting out Chromecast the other day. But there's ways to get us on your TV. Like and subscribe, that way you get all the alerts. 
all good. We got you covered. And especially as we get into the big boy games coming up next round, it's going to be important to, you know, just give you all the options of how you can consume this Raptors content. Because if you miss the live show, just know we also got you covered afterwards, the podcast form on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. Like and subscribe at all those places. Share and tell your friends all that fun stuff. But back to this game here as the Raptors win 117 to 92 over the Brooklyn Nets, or I guess the team formerly known as the Brooklyn Nets. Raptors take a 3 0 series lead, as mentioned, for the first time in franchise history. And I keep saying blowout games are still positive signs that you look towards, that you want to see building positive momentum as you get into more bigger games, right? So. One of the things you look forward to is the fact that 35 assists for the Raps. That's big. They set a new playoff franchise record. I mean, eclipsing, what was it, game five last year? The clincher against Orlando? But 35 assists for the Raps as a team. That's big because, as we discuss all year long, the way that this team is going to win, it's going to be playing fast. It's going to be ball movement. It's going to be, you know them sharing the ball and passing up good shots for great shots. And you did that last year with Kawhi as well. But, you know, when things broke down, when things got tough, you just pass the ball to the one guy and he's able to make a play for you. This team, it's going to be a little bit different. And it's good to see them building on these positive um, traits, even though you're playing against the Nets. So finishing with 35 assists is massive. And, you know, 35 assists... It's tough because what they finish with, 46 made field goals. But 35 assists on 46 made field goals, that's high-efficient offense the Toronto Raptors are, are playing with, and it's going to be tough for any team, much less an uh, undermanned Brooklyn Nets team, to try to compete with the Toronto Raptors when they're doing that. So huge shouts to, to the ball movement, of course, and Leo threw out the stat on the broadcast that they were, what, 9-2 and two this season when they get 30 or more assists. That's just great ball movement. That's just great sharing. And that also leads to multiple players getting buckets. Raps had three players to finish with 20 or more points in this game. Leading the way was your man's Pascal Siakam, who had 26 points on 11 of 23 shooting, eight rebounds, five assists for Pascal. And the interesting part there is we know that Nick Nurse, Pascal has been someone who, you know, Nick Nurse mentioned a while ago that he was really tired of talking about Pascal or answering questions about Pascal because people seemed worried. And this is just another positive sign. You like seeing where his game's at. And it's just him understanding more how he's going to score within the flow of the offense. Because one thing that we're seeing right now is, at least in this series, the Raptors are going as well as their two guards are playing. And so when you got Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet playing at such a high level, those two point guards, I always use the example that it's reminiscent of watching college ball where you have your two guards and they just control everything. They control the tempo. They control the pace. They control basically your level of success. That's kind of how it's been for the Raps in the bubble so far as Freddie and Kyle have led the way. And you can tell Pascal... I don't want to say he's struggling, but it's looked difficult for him fitting in at certain points. Like he's, he's taken shots where 
he's just shooting it because he hasn't taken a shot in a while. Or he's just shooting the three just because he can. It's not really in the flow of the offense. And that really led to a bunch of the questions. But also, I urge people to take the step back and have the reminder that, hey, they just spent like five months off (laughs) of not playing basketball. There's going to be some people that it might take a little longer to get back into the regular swing of things. And Pascal might be one of those players. And it's not like he was playing bad. Because one of the things that makes him a, a very good player and a max player on the wraps is that regardless of his scoring numbers, you know you're still getting it on the other end of the floor. He's still playing great defense. He's still an active player just all over the court. And one thing that I really like that you're seeing from Pascal the past few games as he's getting more into an offensive rhythm is you're seeing him score in different ways, but also the leakouts. Go back to last season and the glow up of Pascal Siakam. And one of the things that was so cool to watch consistently was how often Pascal would either leak out, get a breakaway because Kyle Lowry would find him with the touchdown pass and Pascal would leak it, would leak out, get the layup and get easy baskets. We saw that so much last year. And you know that that's going to change a bit because obviously Pascal's moved up now on the the other team's scouting report. You know that, we understand that, but every once in a while, it's still going to be nice to see him get easy baskets because with so much attention on him, you don't want him to be working that hard for his buckets because it's not the same thing in terms of, oh, who's the man? He's the man. He's got to get the ball late and get buckets. It's not going to work like that. That's not it. He's still got to get his rhythm within the flow of the offense. And the other part that shouts to Leo who harps on this a lot during the broadcast, but getting into the paint first and going to the basket before stepping out and shooting threes. And Pascal sometimes falls into the trap where the ball gets swung around to him and he's just shooting the three just because. And you don't have to do that all the time. Like you don't have to shoot the three just because you can, right? Sometimes you gotta, you know, it's better to come off ball movement, a swing, a couple passes, the hockey assists, as they like to say. But For Pascal, taking it into the paint, making sure he was getting to the line, which also helps. It's just getting him easy, easy baskets. And that's huge for him. That's massive for him. So a good sign, right? 26 points on 11 of 23 shooting. As mentioned, also eight rebounds, five assists. That's showing he's filling up the stat sheet, the normal Pascal Siakam thing. And I I will even say the normal Raptor thing in the sense that why is this team good? Because a bunch of the guys who are their core, but even when you see dudes come off the bench, a big factor is even if they're not scoring, they are finding other ways to contribute to winning basketball. They find other ways to fill up the stat sheet. Uh, Someone who's been filling up the stat sheet and the bucket, your man's Fred Van Vliet Sr. 22 points, 8 of 13 shooting. 6 of 10 from 3. He had a couple more just deep, 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 deep daggers. (laughs) And, you know, kind of getting used to seeing that in the modern NBA now. Obviously, Dame Lillard and Steph Curry have kind of made that famous. But Raptor fans are getting used to seeing Kyle and Freddie kind of show off their range as well. And Fred Van Fleet, I got a couple text messages. You see it on on socials going out. People are talking about Freddie's about to get paid. He's about to get that big boy bag. 
And I'm just going to say this, and don't take this the wrong way, just listen to my words and don't assume otherwise. All I'm saying is, the amount of money that Freddie's about to earn, it's not going to be based off what happens against the Brooklyn Nets backup backup guards. That's all I'm going to say. Next series, we, we want to see Freddie. This is great to see right now, and it's hype. He's cooking. He's had those dudes on skates the entire series. Fred Van Fleet could have his own personal court cuts just from this series alone. And it's great to see because it's also the first time that we've seen him enter the playoffs as a main cog in this Raptors army here. It's the first time we've seen him healthy heading into the playoffs. And that's been huge too. So he's putting in work. The key will be, and the key to him getting the big boy bag, will be keeping that same energy when those green jerseys are in front of you next week. That's going to be huge. And don't take this, again, don't take this as me saying that he can't do it or he won't do it because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I love what I'm seeing from Freddie so far and I really hope that he can continue that next week because the Raps are going to need it, right? And we'll do a full breakdown of the, the Celtics series, but I'll touch on it a little bit here. One thing to think about early on is how strong Fred and Kyle have been in this series, but just knowing heading into the next series, one of them is going to have to be going up against a bigger guard, whether that's Jalen, whether that's Tatum, right? One of them can handle Kemba, but the other one's going to have to go up against a bigger guard, or it could be Marcus Smart, who we know is an all defensive team member. So it's about to get a little more difficult as it should in the playoffs. So at least it's great signs early for the raps and great signs for freddie as he will be needed to come up with more big time performances as the raps go along in the playoffs so huge shouts to fred van fleet who continues to just put in mega work and i thought his that shot he hit at the buzzer at halftime like my guy sinking a shot from half banking it in from half court at halftime just kind of summed up his whole series so far right just work he was leading the way already at halftime with 13 points. Pascal had 12 points, but he was 5 of 12 in that first half, and so it was good to see him come out in the third quarter and really get things going. Like After going 5 of 12 in the first uh, in the first half, Pascal came out to start the third and was 4 of 5. So that's what I mean, just seeing good signs, seeing Pascal make the adjustments, seeing Freddie continue his great play, that's huge. And... Freddie's backcourt mate, Kyle Lowry, still played 35 minutes in this game, still did the Kyle Lowry things, and, you know, the stat sheet, real Raptors fans know that Kyle Lowry's values, obviously, it goes way beyond the stat sheet, right? So you look at it, he had 11 points, 3 of 7 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, but also then you check in and you see 10 rebounds for Kyle Lowry, right? The second leading rebounder on the team, and... Other than Jared Allen, who had 17 rebounds on the Nets, Kyle Lowry basically, he had more than double the next highest rebounder on the Nets. So that just shows you Kyle Lowry, we know, he's everywhere, he's all over the place, also had seven assists, also had three steals. But I want to give Kyle Lowry a lot of credit for something that goes under the radar, right? This is like, you know, you watch the game and then are you really watching the game, okay? So in that first quarter, the way that the game started, Raps come out blazing, right? 13-5 run, 
to start the game. Timeout. Freddie had eight of the Raps' first 13 points. Raptors' defense was swarming. They're getting turnovers on Levert. Pascal's getting easy dunks. Raps hit their first four threes of the game. Even Norm checked in. He was getting busy as well. Things were going great for the Raps, right? It looked like blowout right off the bat. And then they got cold, right? They they hit their first four threes and then mix, missed their next six. That allowed the Nets to kind of hang around, hang around, get a little more comfortable. They kind of cut the lead, make it a lot more respectable, right? And here's the thing that, that I think was really important because even at the end of the first quarter, 24 to 17, Raps led after one. The Raps offense is cold. The Nets are kind of, you know, trying to make some noise here. But here's what makes Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry, okay? He baits Justin Anderson into an offensive foul, right, on a moving screen where Kyle goes through the screen and, you know, does his Kyle thing, you know, flops a little, gets a call. Justin Anderson is is irate. And you would think after being on the Raptors 905, maybe you kind of were, you would have watched some Kyle Lowry tapes to understand what he does. But you can't get mad. Like, you get mad, I get it. But you got to know that he's going to get the benefit of the doubt in that instance. But the reason I bring this up is because the Nets are on a run. Kyle takes a, a, an offensive foul call. Justin Anderson ends up taking a tech, right? Raps go, hit the free throw, cool. Next position down the floor, it's a three-on-one break for the Nets. Kyle Lowry takes a charge. <laughs> and that just slows the Nets' run. The little bit of momentum that the Nets were coming with, Kyle Lowry just figures out, you know what, I'm going to mess around a little here. I'm going to figure out different ways to kind of slow these guys down, slow up their momentum, throw them off their game, get them arguing with the refs, change change the, the energy on their mood ring, for lack of a better term, right? Because they were feeling good. And then, no, a couple calls go the other way. You know, Kyle taking two offensive fouls. It's just incredible. But that just shows, and we've gotten used to this in terms of the watching the raps. It just shows a different way that a guy like Kyle Lowry affects the game. And it's, we see it, so we should be used to it by now. But that kind of, nullified not that the nets were going to come back and make a run and lead the game or whatever but after kyle took those two fouls raps kind of got back to business norm continued his strong play with massive threes. surge hitting deep 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 dagger threes a surge also had a big game which we'll get to but it just changed the narrative for a bit the first little sign of hope the nets were getting kyle's like nah bro it's not about to happen y'all are about to get blown out and that's exactly what happened. So huge shouts to Kyle. You might not always see it on the stat sheet, but it's just a little vet plays. The Kyle, Kyle's gonna Kyle type plays that we see that Raptors fans love that change the narrative of the game. Also changing the game was Serge Ibaka. Serge, massive off the bench. In game two, remember the Nets kind of led the way for the majority of the game. And part of the reason for that was the Raptors' bigs struggled. Horrible game from Gasol. Not an effective game from Serge off the bench either. And as you look at this game, Marc Gasol still struggled. One of seven from the floor. One of four from three. Just three points. He did have five rebounds and six assists. Two blocks. But the offensive scoring wasn't really there for Mark. Mark was just there, you know, making a lot of passes, right? You'll take that if you're the Raps. 
second on the team in assists for the game. You take that from Marc Gasol. No problems there. But Serge comes off the bench. And first off, Serge going three for three from three. And one of those shots, my guy just stepped in rhythm like he's been watching the Fred Van Vliet tapes and said, I can do that too. Just no hesitation with confidence, Serge stepping in and knocking down huge threes. That's just a great sight to see because he's doing that, but also owning the paint. Because another thing that will be huge that the Raps need to work on because it can be an it's an advantage in this series and it will also be an advantage in the Boston series is their post play. And Serge has done a, a better job than Mark so far. Mark had a pretty solid game one. They both did. But Serge, obviously, in game three, dominating the paint. 20 points, 13 rebounds for Serge. That's just, that's the advantage they have. It's basically Jared Allen's the only real big man that the Nets have. And as you look forward to the Celtics series, there's no real true big guy. You know, like Thice is all right, but, you know, he's all right, but he's not real. To quote a wise man named Sean Carter, if you know, you know. But you look at that, they got Cantor. Cantor's not really stopping anyone in the paint. But that will be another thing to pay attention to. The Raptors, bigs. So even if you go into game four, game four might be a thing where, hey, let's get Marcus Gasol going. Let's feed him a little, get the post moves ready. And not that you got to be worried about Marcus Gasol because he's a vet and he might have a bad game and it, it doesn't necessarily reflect what's going to happen in the following game because he's a vet like that. But... A key thing for the Raps that you would like to see them start building on is dominating the paint because that's an advantage they can use, obviously, in this net series, and it's going to be an advantage that they will have to use against the Celtics because it's just a different matchup. It's a different beast altogether. So as I look forward to and, and think about what's going on here with the Toronto Raptors, I also got to say huge shouts to you guys for tuning in because... It wasn't a game that was like super fun to watch. As most Raptors fans said, it was kind of boring. I saw that narrative online a lot. But the Raptors win 117-92. to So got to give them credit there. Again, big win for the Raps as they win for the first time to take a 3-0 series lead in franchise history. Enjoy this, Raptors fans. Celebrate it, Raptors fans. And I urge you to tune in to Game 4 right? Tune into game four and enjoy that as well. Because hopefully that will be the first time that the Raptors sweep a team in their franchise history. And don't take that for granted. Enjoy that. Because there's a lot of teams that would, you know, love to have the Raptors success pre-championship. So now just because you got one, let's not let it get to the heads and enjoy these things, right? Don't take it for granted. Enjoy whatever playoff success comes because not everybody gets to enjoy that. So let's get to some comments here. I'll start on Instagram. As always, I'll just scroll up to the beginning here. Uh, that guy, Damone, says, Hey, shout out Skip and the crew. They got my boy looking right. <laughs> I did go see Skip in the morning. Yes, did get a fresh cut from Clean Cuts. You know, they're back open. And of course, they always take care of me. So I always show them love and they show love to the pod. Small business supporting small business. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? really is uh dvad says don't feel bad we were there <laughs> it's a valid point i started off the pod talking about there's part of me that feels sorry for the nets the reason i feel sorry for them is because it's like they're bringing a knife to a gunfight 
can do a test. Sorry, too much Jay-Z. My, my bad. I apologize. But the point remains, it's not a fair fight, right? How is this a fair fight? You got the Nets out here and they're, they don't even have, forget about their, their two star players. They don't even have like their third and fourth best players. It's just a weird spot for them to be in. And trust me, I don't feel sorry for them because I remember watching the Raptors get swept by the, the freaking Washington Wizards and seeing on a loop those stupid Wizards fans with the broom sweeping their shoulders. I remember that. I remember that. But me remembering that is also why I'm telling Raptors to still uh, Raptors fans to still appreciate these victories right now. Don't take them for granted and say this playoff game's boring. You're getting W's in the playoffs. Enjoy that. Austin says, uh, really hoping for a sweep so they can get some rest for the next round. Totally. That's going to be huge. And I think uh, one of my boys sent me a message before the pod started saying that he had picked the Raptors in five, which I did as well. But I was telling him that uh, that's it's a wrap, right? Like the game that they were going to win was game two. Right. The reason I thought it would be five, just because I thought there'd be one game because the way the Brooklyn Nets play, there's going to be one game where they shoot the lights out and the Raptors don't. And that was game two. That was their chance. It's a wrap now. But hey, give the Nets credit for still at least competing like they they're still out here trying and, and got to give them a little bit of credit for that. Um, more comments here. K2's Garnett. I'm hoping Philly shows some life today, but I doubt it, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were kind of hoping in a perfect scenario the Raptors could get a sweep against the Nets, and then Philly could at least give Boston a go and at least extend the series to maybe six. Like, shouldn't Joel Embiid be able to get one win where Embiid just goes crazy? But, you know, maybe I'll, I'll call up my boy Webby and we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on with the Sixers as they continue to struggle. I was watching them the other night. They, they're struggling to make entry passes. Like stuff that you work on in high school basketball practice and watching an NBA team struggle to make entry passes to Joel Embiid, like they're a mess, a complete, complete mess. Uh, more comments. Uh, Catherine says, we are 3-0 and in the playoffs. That's never happened in playoff history. And then added in a lot of exclamation marks. That's what I mean. That's the energy I want to see from Raps fans. Be happy here. There were a lot of times when things weren't going like this. So this whole I'm bored of this or move on to the next game. No, 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 no. Enjoy this energy. Uh, more comments about the disrespectful 130 time slot for the defending champs. This is where I will remind you guys that... Uh, can't have it both ways can't be complaining about how boring this series is about how boring the nets are and the raptors just blowing out the nets and then also complaining about the games being at 1 30 in the afternoon can't have it both ways right would you expect the nba would you rather and think that the nba would put a raptors blowout against the nets in prime time i don't really think that makes sense and if you think about it i don't think that you think that would make sense either more comments, though. Uh, Juha says, whoa, Sheldon shaved his playoff beard. Uh, yes, the beard actually has been gone for a while. It was kind of growing back. And when I went to the barber yesterday, uh, it was funny. Skip was joking around. He's like, what are you doing? And I told them, I hate the in-between. Like, I either needed, like, the full beard or nothing. The in-between is the worst. I know there's some people out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. But same thing with my hair. 
Like I, the in-between is the worst. Can't live there. So making the decision, go no beard. Cause I'm back at work, back in the office every day and wearing the mask with the huge beard. Nah, wasn't something I was, I wasn't about that life. So I wear the mask. That is the key. Still wearing the mask, but I shaved. So that's more comfortable. That's all. Uh, another comment and says Pascal should have been at Drake's house putting up shots during the COVID break. I will ask you this, Anne. How do you know that he wasn't? Hmm? I'm not saying that he was. But I'm just saying, how do you know that he wasn't? Remember, just because we don't see it on the gram doesn't mean that it wasn't happening. Uh, more comments, though. Shout to my Instagram people, though. Always here riding, no matter what time it was. I mean, the first two games, games one and game two, we did the pod at 9 o'clock that night, despite the fact that there were day games. And my peoples were still here rocking out with me at 9 p.m. Hours and hours and hours after uh, the game ha actually took place. So huge shouts to you guys for doing that as well. Really appreciate it. Another comment. Uh, Diversified Youth says, For the non-ballers, play close attention to how this team plays D. Watch how they switch up between man and zone. Watch their footwork and quick rotations. It's next level. It's a really good point. And, you know, Karis LeVert struggled. He really struggled. There was nothing easy for Karis LeVert at all. And he finished with 15 points, but took 14 field goals to get there. And obviously, if the Nets are going to have a chance, their best player right now, Karis LeVert, has to have more than 15 points. But everything that he tried to do at the offensive end was made difficult by the Raptors' defense, regardless of who was guarding him. And the way that their spacing was set up, the Raps kind of had, it wasn't full Giannis mode, but it was straight kind of, you have your primary defender on them, but the help defense is there basically at the elbow to where they're able to cut off Levert's drive to the basket, but also retreat and get back to the three-point line to contest a three. And really, if you're focused on shutting down Levert, you can cheat a little more as that help defender, knowing that if he does kind of get a step on whoever the primary defender is, you're there to help. And you know, shout to the comment because it's right. When you pay attention to that, it's next level stuff. But that's actually why the Raptors are still able to be at this level where you got people talking about them competing for a championship because they play championship level defense. And when you do that, that will always happen. You will always be in games no matter what's going on. Let me switch things up for sure. Uh, Cam on Facebook says... Thanks for the post-game wrap-up. Love the energy, brother. No problem. Huge shouts to you as well, my dude. Appreciate you joining in and enjoying the positive energy that is the Toronto Raptors laying a whoop-ass in the playoffs. I can't stress that enough. Enjoy this, right? Enjoy this, Raps fans. Uh, another comment here. Good afternoon, Sheldon. Thanks for being here for the fans. No problem, man. Thank you guys for being here with me so that I have someone to talk to <laughs> while we do this pod. Really appreciate it. Another comment, follow-up. I think Pascal has to be a bit or uh, has a bit more confidence in his game. Hopefully he takes that into game four. Great point. You're just seeing him get more comfortable within the flow of the offense and not force as much right? Might be settling for the three a little too much, but the offense still looks at least a bit better. And, you know, I'd advise everybody to take a page from Nick Nurse's book in terms of, it's all right, relax. He's not worried. He knows Pascal's going to be there. Pascal's going to be ready when it's go time. 
Uh, Raptor Homer says, I think Fred Van Fleet should get his bag based on last season and this postseason as well. Well, that's a solid point, but just know that there's a lot more to come in this postseason. And that might go a long way in dictating how big that bag is. Uh, Logan Christie hits me up on Twitter and says, Hey, dude, got to make it so that I can DM you on Twitter. I really want a shirt. Logan, I got you. I'll hit you up after the pod is over. But for those who might not know, I'm wearing the shirt right now. We got these shirts. It says, if you're reading this, we still champs. We got them in black. We got them in white. Hit me up in the DMs on Instagram or on Twitter. Hit me up and I'll follow you back. And we got you covered, you know? DM me for inf- information where you can ship them to uh, anywhere, really. But it's uh, 25 bucks for the shirt, $5 shipping within Canada, $10 shipping to the U.S. Got you covered. Just hit me up in the DMs and, you know, send me your information and I will mail it out to you. Uh, send you the details on all the shirts, whatever you need. We got you covered here on the Wrap It Up podcast as I, of course, appreciate all you guys repping the pod, but more importantly, repping the Toronto Raptors because it wasn't always like this (laughs) and we're here watching the Raptors get blowout victories on their way to a sweep in the playoffs. That's a great feeling. Enjoy that, Raptors fans. I urge you to enjoy that. Uh, more comments. What are your thoughts on that ESPN article regarding OG to Golden State for the number two pick? Uh, I don't think Masai is trading OG and Anopi. That would be my simple, easy thought, but I don't know that, right? I just think that if he wasn't going to give up OG and Anobi for Kawhi Leonard, I don't think he's giving up OG and Anobi for the number two pick in this NBA draft, which is okay. But it's kind of a crapshoot as well because we didn't get a full college basketball season. They haven't been able to fully like scout and do workouts. So I don't know. I don't think so. But interesting conversation. The draft is always fun, of course. Draft lottery, also fun as well. So it makes for great conversation. So appreciate all the comments. Wherever you guys were watching this podcast, whether you are live on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, Really appreciate you guys tuning in live to this, what we call the Wrap It Up podcast, because we do this for you, the Raptors fans. And, you know, it's always fun just knowing that whatever's going on, the game will end. And I know that a bunch of you guys are here to tune in and enjoy the game with me for sure. So again, Raptors win 117 to 92. And it's a big win for the Toronto Raptors as they now take For the first time ever in franchise history, your Toronto Raptors have a 3-0 series lead in the playoffs on the brink of a sweep. Their first ever sweep in franchise history. Tune in. We'll be here on Sunday for game four. We'll be right back live right after game four to hit you up with another edition of the Wrap It Up podcast. As always, we will do it live streaming on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And of course, 
can't catch the podcast live we got you covered online as well on itunes spotify soundcloud google play and on youtube we got you covered this is the wrap it up podcast really appreciate you guys tuning in if you want a shirt hit me up in the dms don't forget to like and subscribe to the youtube channel hit us with the subscribe button that way you know whenever we got little smaller content bits you get a notification as well you can check that out just trying to hit you with different ways for us all to enjoy this wave that is the Toronto Raptors title defense on their way to yet another NBA championship. So again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.